In a world where podcasts take a hiatus, two podcasters dare to do it differently and present The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy End of Year Special. Featuring no special guest stars. Literally no planning whatsoever. So sit back and relax. And insert your favourite 80s movie tagline here. I'm going for 1982's Silent Rage. Science created him. Now Chuck Norris must destroy him. And I'm all about Warlock 2. When he comes, all hell breaks loose. Hey, it's the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy. Welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. In Auckland, New Zealand, sweaty and humid, I am Josh Edison. In Zhuhai, China, positively frigid from what I understand. It's Dr. Ian It's true, I am cold and frigid, and that's not just the outside environment. (laughs) Uh, Wasn't really funny, but that's okay. No, not really. No. Yes, no, and and just a week, last week, as I recall, I was complaining about it being cold and you were complaining about it being hot. Now our fortunes have reversed. Isn't life great? And, and quite severely. It was 10 degrees hotter in Zhuhai a week ago. That's quite a drop. Mm. It is. It's actually not as big a drop, or at least as big a change in temperature as I found when I was in Romania, because we went from mid-teens, below Celsius one week, to very close to the teens above Celsius a week later. And believe me, in a city which doesn't have the greatest sewer system in the first place, melting snow in the space of one week with that huge a temperature in- increase, not a good recipe. No, whereas it's now basically summer in Auckland as it always is, which I was hoping to avoid, but no, not going to happen. Well, I'll be I'll be there to enjoy it soon. You will, you will. So it's it's the end of the year almost. We're recording this on the twenty first of December, mere days. My from mother's Christmas. birthday. Your mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Emma's mother. Uh, you're you're in the country just after Christmas. I arrive back on the sixth of January. Oh, a week after, a couple of weeks yeah. after. Okay. Yeah. So I've got two more weeks and one day here in Zhuhai. And then I'm leaving on a jet plane. I have a portable HEPA filter to use on the plane so that when I want to take water or eat food, I can try and get rid of all of the disease-filled air around me because this is the worst time of the year to travel because it's winter here in China, which means it's COVID galore. And I believe you're having a little bit of an upsurge of the old COVID back home as well. Well, we've, we've been having an upsurge for the last month or so. As you know, I, I fell victim to it last week. So And, yeah, and, you, yeah, and, and even it's, died it's around. because of it. Mm, but, I, but, but I got better. So that's, yeah. you know, just, just like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's Jesus's birthday. So yeah, I just felt just, just keeping, you know, keeping it real for Jesus. Yeah, you, to, you, you are in the right kind of festive spirit. Mm. Uh, and in the spirit of the season, we are obviously legally required to make our last podcast of the year a sort of a year in review kind of a podcast. Yep, it is the it's the same old format from every other year where yep. we just go, oh, we covered this Here's stuff. and this. 
And now, to be fair, to be fair that's at least news to us because we generally can't remember anything we recorded going back more than a couple of weeks. So I mean, it's, I'm, it's actually, actually... I'm actually surprised we've been doing this podcast for more than a month or so. Mm, mm. So it's news to us, and so maybe it's news to you, you lot as well. I don't know. I mean, they're mo- although imagine the poor listener who their first episode is the clip show. Uh, that's I don't know. They'll deal. I'm sure people are adaptable. Are they though, Joshua? Are no, they? No. I mean, history's shown not. they're really not. Yeah, no, resistant to change at all costs. Speaking of things changing, though, I, I had a, I think I may have had a bit of a breakthrough on your mysterious uh, phrase that got sent to us a while ago. Oh, Maslow's Knox. Low Mars Knox is an anagram of monk or slacks. Possibly we're being given 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 uh, an ultimatum: do we continue wearing trousers or join a monastery? Oh, I mean, that, where, I of mean, course they a... wear only albs and no no trousers at all. And you know my position on albs. Mm, you love them. Love them I do. I do love mm. a good alb. Mm. I mean, frankly, mm. I'd be happy to never wear trousers ever again. Well, we all would, but society won't have it. Sometimes. I mean, with I actually know. with the with the government we've got back home and Aotearoa, pro- actually probably be forced to wear trousers in future, given that you'll probably be required to wear clothing according to the gender as marked on your birth certificate. Yes, yeah, it's not looking good right at the moment. But let's no. let's not look forward to whatever uh, unfortunate things may be coming up for us. Let's look back. Let's let's well, reminisce. Yes, precisely. Because what we should be thinking about is the intractable past, where everything was better, apparently, unless yeah. you were an ethnic minority, a marginalised person of colour, a woman, a trans person, homosexual. I mean, as long as you were white and middle aged, things were great in the past. Mm, why both of those things? So sweet. Let's do it. Indeed. Let's go. Let's go back to the future. Ah, so it is December of 2023, and we've recorded, I didn't actually bother counting, probably 50-ish episodes, maybe a bit less, that's what we normally get through. Yeah, so we normally have a few weeks off at the beginning of the year, then of course we had, you were away, so there were filler episodes from me, I was in transit, so filler episodes from you. I was sick, so filler episodes from you. You were sick, so filler episodes from me. As you know, we have a accounting issue here, and that I don't count filler episodes, and you do. So the actual number of actual episodes well, it, it depends. is ambiguous at best. Mm. I usually don't give them an official number, though, so I don't. I think um, in terms of in terms of real real. Brand new topics. I count three, six, nine, twelve, twelve. No, ten. 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 Do I have, genuinely do I have new 13? topics. Thirteen going no. once. No. And, uh, I mean, really nine, I suppose, because one of them was a UFO. It was, it was new UFO stuff, but we've covered UFO stuff before. I don't know. One of them was about kings and coronations, and we've sort of done a bit of that. But I think basically what I'm saying is we've done nothing new this year, except for a few things that. That were. So we've done something new, is what I'm saying here. We've done nothing new and something new at the same time. Precisely. We're a walking contradiction. We did yeah, we we did lots of lots of fun little filler episodes. I like it I like a little filler episode. It's nice to just because that's when we can that's when we can have a go at those little topics that aren't were never actually big enough to fill up an episode, but are maybe maybe fun to talk about for twenty minutes or so. I I certainly enjoyed the ones I did. Brenda Heen other ones. 
I'm just waiting for you to fill the silence. But you're not doing it, damn it. Okay, fine, I'll keep talking. We've, we've, what, what have we talked about? What have we talked about that's actually new? We, we started this year, our first topic this year was about um, Inhiduana, a, a Mesopotamian... What a wonderful phrase. Inhiduana, mm. it ain't no passing phase. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. And if we were posting this to YouTube, we'd definitely get a copyright strike right about now. Would we? Are they that strict? Even if it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Even if you're just singing a tune, I thought Look, covers. Josh, were okay. I was going to joke that at the end of this episode, because we did the whole movie trailer thing at the beginning, we should end the episode with the classic clue thing. I'm going home to sleep with my wife. The one time we did that, I played a little bit of the final song from Clue, and the video was immediately taken down. Even putting a snippet of material in there, because it turns out. The music labels do not care about fair use. They no, do not no, they care. Don't. They will just slap you. Yeah, no. If, yeah, if it's an actual, an actual snippet of an actual recording of a song, yeah, they're on that like, like wolves. But I think your own covers of songs, I'm pretty sure they're not safe. necessarily. It really does depend on the company involved. Yeah, and Disney, Disney is notoriously litigious. Right, well, fine. Then I will not sing any covers of well-known songs in this episode. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great loss to the podcast because, as listeners know, your singing of your, co- your covers of popular songs are a mainstay of this podcast. Yep. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, a... can't stop, I can't usually shut you up from no. singing in, in episodes, but we've actually found a legal reason to mm-hmm. make you not sing on on this podcast. Yep, no, no more, no more renditions of "Let It Go" and that one from Moana. You'll just have to live without. Speaking of Moana, it rhymes with Inhiduana, which was our first topic of the year. A Mesopotamian writer type woman who was possibly the world's first published author. Not particularly conspiratorial, but they don't always have to be super conspiratorial. Sometimes they're just an interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we've talked about the conspiracy about Rome not being real. Uh, in our bonus episode, we may talk about other things not being real. Yeah, I was, I was about uh, to say, we've, we've got an absolute doozy of things you think exist but don't actually exist coming up in the patron bonus episode mm, this week. But we'll we'll get to that later. We finally did the Thule slash Tula slash... Or, 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 or just Tul. I mean, it, it turns out there's a lot of yes. dispute as to exactly how this word is pronounced. Even right down to how it's spelt, whether you put the little two dots above the U or not. Yes, given that it was sort of came from a Greek word and then became a German word and then also... Anyway, we talked, we talked about them, which was one of those ones which I'm surprised we hadn't done an episode on them up until now, but we did. Well, it's one of those topics that we've... We've mentioned the Tool Society yeah. with relation to a bunch of other conspiracy theories over the years. And we've always kind of intimated in the past that we should talk about the Tool Society because the Tool Society itself is actually very interesting because it did exist. Even though its origins are fictional, there was a society with that name that was fairly influential for this, this small thing you might know of from the middle of the 20th century called National Socialism or Nazism. Mm. And so it was kind of, it was always, we were always referring to it. This year was the first time we went, actually, we should just talk directly about it. And we did. Ah, oh, and we talked about so many other things. We, the Mountain Meadows Massacre, that was a fun one, coming out of yes, your... Yes, and that's all Steve Clark's fault. Mm, yep, coming out of your conference. You should talk a bit about your conference, actually. That was possibly the, the biggest thing 
to happen in the world of conspiracy well, theory. Well, I mean, it really year, wasn't surely. my conference. Well, it was no, a conference sorry, it that wasn't I helped co-organise with Melina and Julia, both of whom are listeners and patrons of this series. I'm about to say this episode as if we have specific episode patronage, which actually... We don't. Although may, I'll, maybe, maybe we should. Mm. Maybe we mm. should. So yeah, we there was a conference back at the in the first half of this year, which was at VU Amsterdam, where there were a whole bunch of philosophers and actually a few social scientists as well convened in Amsterdam to talk about conspiracy theories. I gave a keynote. There's a special issue coming out from that conference at the beginning of next year. So we'll be returning back to talk of the conference in the first third of this year when the articles from that special issue start being produced. It was an absolute highlight of the year, especially since it did occur at a rather low point in my calendar, given that I was actually being a caregiver for my mother with cancer at the time. So being able to go to Amsterdam and be an academic superstar for a week or so was actually quite nice, given all the other stuff that was going on at the time. Mm. Mm. And from that conference came, uh, just thinking purely in terms of this podcast, came a bunch of interviews with various of your Not as many interviews as initially Due to planned. a bit of a hardware failure, yes. Yeah, due to the fact that when I was first interviewing Patrick Brooks, the recorder just decided to completely give up the ghost, and your recording equipment dying on you in the Netherlands really really does put a crimp in your style when you're attending a conference and can't easily therefore go and get a replacement unit and the people you want to talk to are attending the conference and by the time you've got the replacement unit those people have left the country mm, yes but you you managed to get a few so that was good i did i did mm. I'm not as mm. i actually did mean to follow up with more interviews they didn't occur that is a plan for next year the second half of this year when i returned back to work has been been rather busy with both writing and teaching and thus organizing subsequent interviews has turned out to be very very low on my list of priorities mm. uh, and what else have we looked at this year we had an election in the country obviously uh yep. rather depressingly that, actually that uh, that new government who are they're doing which is i mean i mean we say we say stuff. new government as people back home are describing it it's quite Muldoonish, so it's Feel, it, feels it feels like an old. old government. It feels like but a very thing, old government. The one thing that didn't occur to me until the other day was um, uh, good, good old Winston Peters, staple of New Zealand politics since time began. I mean, I would dispute good there, but old is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I had forgotten his his his, his metamorphosis in this um, election campaign, given that he was deputy prime minister during the COVID lockdowns and, and basically signed off on everything that the government did. And yet for this election, he became, his party became the party of anti-vaxxers. He, he, yeah, he was remember, the one... Josh, this is the former Deputy Prime Minister who was telling the media they should be looking into things that former Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters signed off upon. Well, exactly, and it was in, yeah. was intimating... There was a cover-up, yeah, but I mean, if there was, you would know about it because you signed the legislation. So he's he's always been very good at having it both ways. He uh, he's, he's he's very good at that, yes, but uh, notoriously crap at actually being in power. So we'll see how things go for him. Mm. 
Mm. What was what's the expression? I can't remember. I think it was when he was with the last Labour government. They're saying, oh, well, rather than having him outside the tent pissing in, we've got him inside the tent pissing in because yeah. that's what Winston Peters does. But yes, we looked at the election. Uh, we we took it. We took multiple looks at Alex Jones and David Icke's sites because there's always something to talk about on those sites. Not necessarily, um, not necessarily fun to talk about, not necessarily things that improve our lives having been exposed to, but definitely interesting. To see yes, although increasingly, to. more and more video content, less and less textual stuff to look at. Mm. Wasn't, wasn't Alex Jones having trouble getting his uh, sites hosted? Or was that... I oh, know, that, 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 was, that was years ago. Oh, years and okay. years and years ago. Well, yep, yeah, I guess that explains why he's managing to do so well and get so much damn video content up there. Ah, what else? So, so we, we, did, we did some new stuff. We looked at some other things as well. We, but we um, started going back, back to old, old topics in our Back to the Conspiracy section. We looked at... Uh, had another look at the Illuminati and the New World Order. Had another look. We went back to the classics. We redid moon landings and redid JFK's assassination. We had another look at the Celtic New Zealand hypothesis. Another one uh, that we're pro- probably not better off for having investigated at all, really. But um, I guess it's good to be sure. Yeah, and it is interesting that I mean the Celtic New Zealand thing was really, really big when I started doing my PhD. And has kind of dropped off the map. But now that we have this conspiracy theorist-infused government back home, and there's now this questioning about the role of Titariti in New Zealand political life, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtic New Zealand thing starts coming back. Well, yes, they've got straight on to the making New Zealand an official language thing which because um, english is country. so endangered back home mm. so endangered i mean and, you just uh, never hear it spoken on the streets these days apart uh, from when you hear it spoken on the streets all the time yes and the idea of of, of getting rid of the maori names of various government departments but not all of them uh and and yes, getting rid of the bonus for civil servants to learn te reo Māori. Uh, unless you're the prime minister, the prime in which point, yeah. Go fill your boots, yeah. Uh, but no, so we looked at a bunch of that stuff. We went back and looked at the old, what we called the stopped clock effect, in, in that certain conspiracy theorists do get things right from time to time. Although uh, sometimes and, and, they claim they got things mm. right from time to time, and then you investigate to find out actually no, they didn't. Because two very famous conspiracy theorists who go on and on and on about how they were right in the past, Alex Jones and David Icke, it turns out when you actually go and investigate their claims, it turns out they really haven't. So we talked about how David Icke has talked quite a lot about how he was talking about Jimmy Savile and what Jimmy Savile was up to well before the news broke. And people have investigated David Icke's claims and gone, that's actually not true. I mean, or if it was Maybe, true, yeah. it wasn't in published works. It may have been per, in private communication, but there's no published works prior to the Savile affair being exposed on TV in the UK that Icke was talking about these things. And David Icke was recently interviewed by Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson's X show. And in that, Tucker Carlson plays a clip 
of all the times that David Icke got things right. And as commentators have pointed out, the clip's origin is very interesting because the origin of the clip comes from InfoWars. It was a clip made by Alex Jones showing how Alex Jones had been right in the past. So and this Alex clip Jones is made up Ike? of... No, no, uh, you know, this is, this is Alex Jones oh, right. talking sorry, about Alex Jones' past. David Icke. Yep, sorry, okay. Alex Jones. And, and so... Basically, Tucker Carlson is using Alex Jones's self-serving clip, where Alex Jones claims I got things right by selectively editing his own interviews and discussions in the past, to then prove that Alex Jones got it right. But look, I can show you Alex Jones got it right. I've got a clip here of all these successful predictions Alex Jones made, which is a clip that Alex Jones made to show that he was making uh, successful... Ah, I cannot say successful... No, I, just, actually, I cannot finish that mm. sentence now. We all know how the sentence was going to end. Let's just move on. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, so we did, what else? We looked at, oh, and, and most recently we looked at Tesla, the person, not the car. Although we did no, talk about Although I did, I, did, I did name the episode the Tesla Model 3 because it was our third time looking at Tesla. Mm. Mm. So very clever joke, that. Very I clever. Hear, I hear the Cybertruck doesn't take well to being washed. It also doesn't take well for fitting things in its cavity at the back. As people have pointed of... out, you can't even put a bike in it properly. No, not a lot, not a great amount of storage space. Um, I was, I think, get think... stuck in the mud as well. Mm. Someone was talking about the wiring. Someone sh- was showing here. Look, here's the wiring of a car that looks like sort of the car's nervous system or something, and here's the wiring of a Cybertruck, which is really small and compact and neat. And people think, you know, that's. Like cars do that on purpose because you don't want if your headlight blows you don't want to kill all of the electrics in the entire car. Whereas the the Cybertruck appears to have stuck all of its eggs in one one particular basket, which does not doesn't doesn't cope well with being power washed apparently. Yeah. Anyway, enough crapping uh, on Tesla. Elon Musk, what terrible things will he do next? Uh, where I I shudder, I literally shudder to think. Oh, we've talked about so many things though, but um. But really, when it comes down to it, what 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 are your takeaways? What's the best thing we've talked about this year, in your opinion? Well, I mean, you said we didn't cover much new stuff this year, but actually, there are six things that we want to highlight, which were our favourite episodes this year. And by and large, they're all bits of new material. So I want to start by highlighting one of my favorite episodes from earlier this year. So we did a whole series on papal conspiracy theories. You've got, I think you've got a favorite from this list as well, Josh. And one of my favorite topics this year is this really curious conspiracy theory that says that Mick Jagger and Pope John Paul II are in fact the same person. So we devoted an episode to this back in August of this year, and we were looking at the really curious coincidences in the career of Mick Jagger and Pope John Paul II, where you think, no, no one thinks they're the same person. And yet, so often, when Jagger's on tour, Pope John Paul II was visiting the very same cities in Europe. And there are these weird lacuna that when Pope John Paul II is not available for an audience in the Vatican, Mick Jagger is being interviewed on TV in the UK. So there's some really weird coincidence here. We weren't entirely convinced that the conspiracy theory is absolutely true, but there is something really, really weird about Jagger's career 
and Pope John Paul II's career, which does raise this interesting question. If Mick Jagger was in fact masquerading as Pope John Paul II, why did he retire the Pope John Paul II persona? Not as many groupies? Well, well I mean, that was, that was a suggestion you came up with in August, but, I mean, was Pope John Paul II a particularly sexual pope? I don't think so. Well, behind closed doors, I have to assume it was anything goes in the Vatican. Well, yeah. Still We're is. actually talking about behind closed doors and the Vatican. This probably takes us quite nicely to your favourite ep- episode from our papal conspiracy theory series this year. Well, I, I, I most the, the ones uh, that, that appealed to me the most, I think, were, did have a religious theme. I think p- first, perhaps, I'd like to talk about one that we did in August of this year uh, on on the, the, the Cheesemus conspiracy. I'm sure you remember this one well. The the, the, the real story of why Christmas is spelt the way it is, because, you know, as we said at the time, it's a weird word to get your head around when you first encounter it as a child, whether in the context of Christmas or of Jesus Christ. You see, what's what's this trist? Why, why does it start with a ch when we pronounce it as a k? And obviously it, it was only because of our in-depth investigation that we realised, I mean, this is something, I'm, I'm 47 years old, first time I heard this, that, that in fact Christ is, starts with a ch, because um, Jesus um, was actually made of cheese, and they don't want you to know that. All the times, all the times in a, in a, in a, uh, when we used to do the what the conspiracy thing, and I would be assuming that that the nature of it would be some sort of a dairy-related conspiracy theory, and it never was. And yet, the biggest dairy conspiracy was um, was the story of the baby Jesus, or in this case, the baby Jesus. I th- yes. That's that's the same thing. Which is now, funny. what is interesting about this, because there is a rival hypothesis out there, which is the ch sound. Actually isn't a k sound, as you'd expect from English, but it's an adaptation of the, the phi sound from ancient Greek. And this has often been put forward by the Roman Catholic Church to explain why it's Christmas, not Christmas. But of course, we looked into that, and as we discovered, ancient Greece isn't real. No. No, it's actually Rome. Yeah. Which also isn't so, real. So this whole ch fi sound, absolute nonsense. Absolute mm. nonsense. Mm. And, uh, and, 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 and you all heard us talk about that at length. Mm. Yeah. Most yeah. interesting. And it was two really interesting episodes in August of this year. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what's, what's your next highlight? Well, the other one we looked into, and once again, this is one of these... One of these suggestive conspiracy claims, which I thought was going to be worth looking into, is, of course, the cat conspiracy. So, I mean, as everyone knows, cats are up to something. You can just tell by the way they act and behave. They're doing something. And so we looked into what is it that they're doing? And frankly, the episode was so startling and so disturbing in its content that I would recommend you go back to our coverage back in March of this year and listen very carefully because there are certain things that we said at the time which I still stand by but they were they were frightening mm, mm. whereas I strangely have no memory of it whatsoever and I don't think that's a coincidence no well I mean as I say we, they're up to something mm, they are up mm. to something I own at least I have at least one cat in my household no no no, no Josh we we talked about this in March you have five cats 
You don't seem to be able to remember you have five cats, but you have five cats. Pretty, pretty sure I only ever see one at a time, though. Or maybe that's just what they want me to think. Yeah, because they're, they're organising behind your back to ensure that you're not aware you've got five cats. Everybody assumes they own one, two, or three cats. Everybody has five cats. Even people who don't own cats have five cats. What are they up to? What are they up to? Well, we, we, we exposed some of it in March, but frankly, as I say, you are, you've all already forgotten most of it. I mean, it's very disturbing. Yes. I thought you were going to talk about one of the episodes you did just now, but given that there's been nothing but silence for the last three minutes, I guess it's my turn again. Um, so I will talk about my second favourite one, which we did in August of this year, um, when, of course, we, dis- we, we, we we went over the various um, offshoots of the Illuminati. Um, we looked into the sexy Illuminati, or Illuminati, now, I, I do want to just interject here. We're not talking about the YouTuber Illuminati that H Bomber Guy recently exposed as being a bit of a plagiarist. This is a pre Illuminati oh, yes. takedown. This is, this James is early Somerton 18th century, yeah. sort of. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the actual, the actual Illuminati, the ones. I, I, I was a little bit put off by the way that they, they made their symbol the, the eye inside the triangle, but it wasn't an eye. It wasn't an eye. Yeah, I mean, it's got uh, the wrong orientation, for yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then discovered that, that not Although, only... I mean, has... quite more like a, a cat's eye in, some, in, some, in su- some respects. Best not to think about it too closely, I would say. Especially not when, of course, so we then went, of course, from the Illuminati into talking about the Illuminasti, who are the mean Illuminati, the ones who, uh, we, while they're um, plotting to, to bring about the downfall of society, are also leaving just really bitchy notes for people just all over the place. If you've ever received an anonymous one, uh, that was that was the Illumi- Illuminasti. Um, we had hoped that there would be an equal, an equally benevolent organisation balancing things out on the other side, but I'm afraid there is no Illuminasti, in much the same way as it's not called Gymnastics, which is a reference to the 2006 film Stick It, starring Missy Peregrine, a film that I have not seen. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know it existed until we did that episode. Mm, mm. But uh, now everyone does, because we blew the whole lid off that thing. We did, now, yeah. Mm. And there have been absolutely no consequences to talking about the Illuminati, because, of course, they existed in the 18th century, but were disbanded in the early 20th century for reasons we covered in that episode. Mm, mm. So yeah, go back and have a listen if you want to go, if you want to want to want to catch up on things. But um, an interesting time all round. Um, I think we have got time for a couple more. What was let's 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 hear your last highlight. Well, the other one which I thought was interesting that we covered this year because we started to do a little bit of a philosophical dive into conspiracy theories, and we started talking about mathematical realism. Now, mathematical realism is the claim that numbers are in some sense real. So it's a kind of platonic theory of numbers saying that instantiations of things like one, two, three, pi, and all those things are actually instantiations of real entities somewhere out there in the universe. So one only has a value because there really is a literal one somewhere where the instantiations we find in mathematics are realized. And this has led to a really interesting conspiracy theory amongst mathematicians about number stations. Because there's always been this question, 
who is broadcasting and why are they broadcasting? And this theory goes, look, those number stations are not broadcasting to us. Those are the numbers broadcasting to other numbers communicating amongst themselves. So the real conspiracy here isn't that these are spy stations sending out coded messages. No, the government is covering up the fact that there was a number three somewhere hidden in Area 51, which itself is an instantiation of the number 51. And it's broadcasting to other numbers around the world. And once again, what are they up to? What are they doing? Why do they need to communicate? And why do they always communicate in English? Yeah, I mean, it sounds blatantly nonsensical when you put it that way. But I remember if, if you actually go back and listen to the episode, and as I recall of August this year, um, it, 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 once you spell the whole thing out, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I say, I mean, mathematical realism is a seriously debated topic in the philosophy of mathematics. And once you accept that numbers are real, you have to accept that numbers can talk. Mm, mm. I mean, we've always known that money talks, and money has a numerical value. So it does. in retrospect, I mean, it actually a... yeah, should, have, should have cottoned on to that a lot sooner than we actually did. Yeah, money is the inbred cousin of mm, numbers. Exactly. Right, so one more. Um, if we're talking about my, my, my last highlight of the year would have to be, of course, when we looked, go, going back to, to papal things, I think it was in August of this year, we looked at the, the conspiracy theory around Sasquatches in the Vatican. Um, the, the theory that due to the, um, the Ten Commandments prohibiting um, murder, the, 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 the Pope himself essentially uh, realised that he could get around this commandment to assassinate enemies of the church by recruiting Bigfoot himself, being not one of God's children, he's not bound by God's laws. So, um, having having located him, uh, the theory goes that the Pope has been sending Bigfoot out, um, armed with some sort of rudimentary communication device, um, for, for 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 possibly decades now. Um, and the, the the most interesting thing I, th- I think about that conspiracy theory uh, was was that it was an episode of Rick and Morty two weeks ago. So what do they know that, that we don't? Dan Harmon and his co-writers like to sneak these things in. Mm, mm. But uh, I always like it when we get in, get in ahead of someone. You know, every now and then, we used to have the thing where we'd talk about something and then John Oliver would talk about it the week later purely by coincidence. Lately it's been... Um, or as we discovered this year, we talk about something and Behind the Bastards are talking Behind about the it Bastards, week yeah, that's been the week one, after us. That's been the one. We've, we've, we've preempted them or they've preempted us numerous times. It's, but uh, given that I'm quite certain they have no idea we exist... Um, just John Oliver also has no idea that we exist. Oh, he, he can't. There's no possible way he can. So, yeah, I mean, it's been been an interesting year. What? Um, so you've got you've got some sort of conference related plans for next year. Anything else in the works? I assume you must have. You always seem to have a million papers on the go, or reviewing other people's papers. So there'll be two book chapters released next year, if not actually four book chapters released next year, because I think I've just about I've just agreed to write two more book chapters along with the two which are coming out. Two articles which I've agreed to write, a conference 
in June in the UK, which I need to write a paper for. There's actually a conference going on in Xiamen here in China at some point at the beginning of next semester, which if that goes ahead, I'll have to write a paper for that. So even though I'm thinking, oh, I'm clearing the decks, I'm getting all the work I've promised put away, I'm suddenly aware that I've promised a lot of work next year. So next year is going to be very busy. Mm, maybe and, maybe 2025 is a year they get to relax. Mm, you and your promises. I know. Mm, I know. Mm. Well, it's a I, terrible thing to be in demand. Mm, wouldn't know. But uh, yeah, so... I think I think that'll do. It's nearly Christmas time. We just need a quick a quick little wrap up of the year. Tie things up with a nice pretty bow. Put it under the tree. Leave some cookies out for Santa Claus. I've completely lost track of this metaphor. So it's time to go. It is time yep. to go. Time to say goodbye, twenty twenty three. You were a year. We both. And to paraphrase Clue, I'm going home to sleep with your wife. Fair enough. Uh, and yes, yeah, so so so. I'm on holiday for the next two weeks after this one. You're in the country at the end of that time, so yes. st- stuff will happen. Things, things. Yeah, will so happen. we probably will be in. So my plan is we'll probably be in hiatus for most of January, but we might record some stuff in advance, so we can have a little bit of a a feed in for next mm. year. So we can kind of record a week of, ahead of schedule. And that way, if things come up, we've got a certain degree of flexibility. Mm, I do like a certain degree of flexibility. That's what your wife said. Exactly. Right. We've, 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 had, we've had pop culture references. We've had crude sexual references. I don't think there's anything left for us. Uh, so let's say goodbye, 2023. See you in 2024. But for now, goodbye. That's what your wife said. No, that doesn't work. That's what your mother said. No. Uh... Uh, Josh, save me. Save me, Josh. Save me. That's just what your mum said. I don't know Strange why I was having did. to save her, but, but she, no, it's gone. It's gone. The moment's gone. It's over. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, hosted by Josh Addison and M. Denton. If you'd like to help support us, please find details of our pledge drive at either Patreon or Podbean. If you'd like to get in contact with us, email us at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com.